because we can't let too many things cause us stress. We got to learn how to, some of these things we got to stop. And we got to pick the ones that are doable. Some things I don't care. They're going to be stressful. Sorry, you don't get to, you know, you don't get to avoid this one. But some things that we make stressful don't need to be. Hi, my name is Cherie, and this is Life is Cherry. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Friday. I'm so excited to be back. Last week, you got to see a replay of one of our chats about what um, what you do when it comes to holidays and special occasions and how to stay on track with your fitness and your nutrition. And I always think that one's like a good one to be able to replay because we literally deal with that every single week. You know, you can't get away from that kind of stuff. Um, but today again, I'm going to have my friend Coach Andres join me. So here's his intro. Let me introduce you to my friend Coach Andres. He is a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer with 25 years experience. Andres specializes in women's fitness through NASM. He is a nutritional counselor, certified EMT and LVN. He has worked helping hundreds of clients from high school to professional athletes and housewives to CEOs of companies to achieve their weight loss and fitness goals. He is the former 2002 Mr. USA bodybuilding champion with 20 years of competition experience. He's also an Air Force military veteran where he served in Desert Storm as a combat medic. Everybody help me welcome my friend, Coach Adris. Woohoo! <laughs> music, boy. You get it. <laughs> oh, I like the buildup. I love music. I love the way it plays into people's emotions. I love all of that. It's fun. <laughs> In Hollywood, you got to you work with the Hollywood music division then. That's what they do with like love stories. That's why like a lot of these new films you see on Netflix, these little low budget films, sometimes the music does not go with the scene and it is yeah. so bad. It is so bad. I'm like, okay, that was bad. Yeah, that's what, that was actually one of my first businesses is I used to do videos for people for all different types of wow. um, events and different occasions that they had, like weddings. I even did them for funerals. I did them for um, like really all parts of life. So I don't know. I love being able to show a video with music and see people crying from the stuff I put together. Right, right. Yeah. all happy, you know? know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is actually my dream job. One day I do want to be able to be a writer producer actually. So yeah. You move to Cali, man. Well, you know, when things change, but go to LA and live right there. That's where you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Be I decided right to be a mommy instead. My mommy dream was a bit bigger, right? <laughs> well, mommy dream you want to do when you're young. You can do this other stuff when you get older. Yeah. Like now I can do whatever I want. The kids are grown. Yeah. So how have you been? It's been two weeks since we talked last. Yeah. So. Good, 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 good. Just taking care of uh, Alicia had a foot surgery. She's taking care of that. She's on that one of those uh, knee scooters and a lot of pain associated with that. So. Yeah, so was that from an injury or was that from I think it was just born. She has a she has a foot that has issues from I guess birth and then the first surgeon did something that the, the surgeon says he should have never done from the big very beginning. So five surgeries later. Wow. <laughs> so you know how that is. Some people think, oh, we should do this, and then it's nah, maybe you shouldn't have. So yeah. Yeah. So we're just dealing with that, healing that, and I'm just training, training and working with people and Seeing some of the, you see some of the people's progress that we're having, I'm having with clients. Yeah, what, I'm what, loving it. I love the progress that Bailey's having, especially because she was on like yeah. what, two weeks ago. Yeah. That's really fun. So I might have to see if you'll let me share them with my group and yeah. like show everybody what she's doing because I think that's great. I, I love to support those who are achieving their goals and I think it's beautiful. Well, just like what you know, today's topic, uh, metabolism and uh, one of our topics, because your sister, you know, talking about that and now she hasn't had that issue anymore. You know, we could talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the topics, too, uh, we were kind of discussing about two of them. And 
I've been kind of dealing with like, I have a lot going on in my life right now. And I'm kind of dealing with the stress eating and being able to like get enough sleep, get everything done in my life. We, you and I kind of chatted about how I love to have a crazy life and I, sometimes it gets a little too crazy and ends up having a little bit of stress that comes along with that. And I'm definitely one who gets affected by stress eating and um, what comes with that. And that's kind of something that I've had to deal with over the past two weeks. And like, I have a house that we're getting into. I have crazy work stuff that's going on. So it never gets easy. Right. And it is always, there's always going to be those stressful times. So I think it's important for people to kind of have an idea of like, what maybe that you recommend for those who go through different stressful situations. Cause it's a never ending process, especially if you have that relationship with food. Well, I think the first thing everyone should do is, you know, stop acting like you're the only person who does it. Uh, this is normal. It's normal. I mean, if you're doing anything in life worth a damn, you should have a, a good amount of stress on you. So having stress on you is not, you know, a lot of people think like, you know, you can eliminate stress. You can't eliminate stress. Yeah. If you have nothing going on, right, you have no job at all. You, there's no phone calls coming in. There's no kids to take care of. There's no husband to take care of. And you're just, you know, living in an apartment. I don't know how you're paying your rent. You ain't got a job. <laughs> stressful. <laughs> that, I don't know how people do that. There are some people who do that, and I, I want to know how they do it. <laughs> that's stressful. Okay, that's stressful. Yeah. Um, to me, you know, I got a job, I'm making you know decent money. I I just bought a new home. I got a great husband. We ride motorcycles on weekends. You ain't got no stress. Okay, you just got a lot on your plate, and you're trying to juggle it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's what people don't realize is you, if you create your own busyness, then enjoy it. Yeah. Learn to enjoy it. Learn to go like, all right, cool. What do I got next? You know, make your little, um, they call them um, idea box. Not, not idea. It's not shadow box. I forgot what it's called, but I'm, get, I'm actually getting ready to do this. But you make it a little thing where throughout your day, you're, you're timing out your activities. So for two hours, I'm doing this. One hour, I'm doing this. And you put what you're doing in there for my lunch. I'm doing. Now you segment everything and you don't lose anything. And you don't put too much time into one area and, or lose track in that area because you only got two hours to do it. And you only got 30 minutes to do this before you have to move to something else. And if you stick to it, and that's what I'm trying to learn how to do. That's what the billionaires do. That's what the big, big time people do. Because Elon Musk has 17 businesses and he deals with all of them every day. Now, how in the world does a person do that if they don't do what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a schedule box, schedule box or something like that. Day, yeah. Daily box or it's called something box. And, mm -hmm. and if you do that, now you just plan out how everything is going to go down and yeah, you're not stressed anymore. It's only stressful when you don't know what you're doing. It's not stressful when you do. Yeah, I'm waiting for that day that that comes, right? Because I feel like I have my day all planned out and then my kids come home. And they're like, oh, yeah, mom, this is something that we have to do in like an hour. And I'm like, OK, well, we just now have to add this into like our busy schedule. And I don't want to miss out on any of those moments. So I will rearrange my whole schedule just to be there for my kids. But that, but, but you, if you know that's the deal, then it shouldn't be stressful either. Yeah. It's just it's it's still just stressful. But what I mean is this. No, I'm serious. Because we can't let too many things cause us stress. We got to learn how to, some of these things we got to stop. And we got to pick the ones that are doable. Some yeah. things I don't care. They're going to be stressful. Sorry. You don't get to, you know, you don't get to avoid this one. But some yeah. things that we make stressful don't need to be. No. And that's what I'm, that's my point is yeah. how do you keep it? How do you keep stress manageable? Be realistic about what's letting, what's, uh, what you're allowing to stress you out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that for me, part of my problem with like the whole stressing is I have to have a good balance of all the fun that I have in my life. I love to enjoy moments with my kids. I love to enjoy moments with my husband. And so I fit a ton of stuff into my day where I can actually have time with each of them, you know, and 
yeah, you're right. If I let it become a stressful thing, then it's going to be something that can overwhelm me. And then I get to my stress point where I'm like, okay, now I need chocolate or now I need like some of that salty stuff over there, you know, and we can allow it to overcome us. But also, we also got to be realistic about our time. How much time do we have? And why are we push? Why are we jamming so much into it? And yeah. if I'm only spending 15 minutes today with her, is that quality? Is it better if I don't do it today and then on Saturday we spend four hours together? That makes more sense than me jamming all this into today when the time I'm gonna spend with her ain't that long anyway. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. It's like we we don't take full advantage of the fact that we are we are in control of every single thing, and that we do that we do not what happens around us, but what we do. And how we look at stuff. Nothing else we have control over. You don't have control over your kids coming home and mom I got this. Brand <laughs> go, oh babe, I, oh by the way, I crashed the bike. I won't be home till you know. Oh, got to it. Oh, I got You can't control all that. Mm-hmm. So what little bit we can control, we're gonna let that go too. No, we better control that little tiny thing we have, and that is what we do or how we respond to what goes on around us. It is so. It's so much simpler than people. Are, I, I don't. You don't understand how simple it is. I am rarely bothered anymore because I control how I feel about everything. And, it's, and it takes a while to get there. Don't get me wrong. But as you start getting closer to it, you start going, man, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you have like some of your clients and they are just like, okay, I messed up like this whole week. I've been like stress eating. Do you just kind of give them that kind of thought, Was it good? What'd you eat? <laughs> why you give me why'd you send me so <laughs> and i'm like i'm like did you how did it feel usually they regretted it right i go okay well the next time make consider that because the way the feeling that you have today is it worth the food you were eating no so make sure you don't put yourself in this this month this because here's the problem it's just like with dating a lot of women are single you know who out there you're single and you're in your 40s and 50s and or whenever you become single after a long relationship, a lot of people just want exhale time, right? And they just want to, and some women nowadays, for some reason, want to kind of get out and let the, and sort their oats and be a little wild. When you, the wilder you are, or the people, you, more people you date that aren't of quality, you start to look at all people like that. So if you date four or five guys that ain't worth the shit, then you start going, all guys ain't worth the shit. Yeah. And you start to look at men differently. You start looking at relationship and not good, all bad. <laughs> okay, all bad. So now when you were like, okay, now I'm ready for a real relationship, you have the worst taste in your mouth about men. And then they wonder why they can't find anybody or they ruin everybody that they meet. When they finally meet a nice guy, they ruin it because yeah. they just lumped him right in with everybody else. And I'm like, you know how many women I know that I used to talk to that I stopped and then they're all like, I'm just very messed up. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You just weren't ready for a relationship. I don't know if you messed up or not. Doesn't even mean we would have worked, but you did chase me off. That's for sure. I don't know if it would have worked, but once I saw what I saw, I was like this. (laughs) 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 Be back up out of here real quick. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you. I don't tell people people that something's wrong with because it makes sense that you're doing this. Cause that's what people usually do over time you learn how to deal with it like i stress eat too but i usually eat a certain way no matter what so one stress eating moment or two ain't gonna affect me that bad yeah yeah i think that's the important thing too and just realizing that it doesn't have to overcome you like it doesn't and it doesn't have to last a month it doesn't have to last a week it doesn't have to even last a day more, more than one moment it could just yeah. be a moment i tell people just don't have a cheat day don't have a cheat have a cheat moment yeah just a moment and then you and, and keep it a moment don't turn it into the, the don't turn it make it any bigger than it is it's just a moment yeah and it's about that belief system right like that moment can last right now and i'm done and i can move on and that's harder to do sometimes than it is to say it out loud right like sometimes well it's because it's the path of the path of least resistance is what people usually go by. Like, if you've got a problem, most people say, well, ah, let me just go around it because it's easier for now, but it makes the problem bigger for later. Yeah. And that's why people do that. They'll sit there and go, well, because they know they want to say, saying no to this particular thing is difficult for them. So instead of saying no and just dealing with saying no, 
being frustrated now, they go, well, I'll, I, what do they say? You know, I'll do it now, ask forgiveness later kind of thing. What is that? Do it now <laughs> and ask for... Yeah, ask for, yeah. You're, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'm going to do this now and then later on. Yeah. Don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. But when you don't, when you say no now, later on, even though you're frustrated that you said no now, you feel good about yourself later. Yeah. When you eat it, you feel bad about yourself later. Yeah. And then it just said, like, we've talked about this before, and then it just kind of sends you down a path of like, okay, uh -huh. I stress eight. Now I'm going to eat. And then you do it again. And then you do it again. And then you do it again. And then you start saying, I can't do it because I always make, the, I always go back. Yeah. And now you've convinced yourself that you can't do it. And that's kind of what we're talking about with metabolism with your sister. Yeah. Your sister, you, you asked about a metabolism question over a month ago. You didn't tell me it was your sister. That was <laughs> that was the one. And then your sister hits me up and we start working. And she's telling me, and your sister's a nurse, okay? She's not like she's oblivious to medical, to the medical, which makes it actually easier to talk to her because I could just talk to her about, yeah. you know, medical stuff and she gets it. Mm -hmm. But she's like, yeah, you know, doctors told me, two, three doctors told me that because of my yo-yo dieting and that I screwed my metabolism up and I could never fix it. She goes, three of them. And I was like, okay, that ain't true. And I and I sped her metabolism up in four days. And now she's on regular metabolism. Her metabolism right now is just normal now. It's only been a, a five weeks. <laughs> this is normal. And I go, I, and she's looking at me. She's like, I said, how's your metabolism? She goes, it's great. I'm always hungry. Like she didn't wake up hungry. Now she wakes up hungry every single day. Yeah, she's ready to eat everything. She's losing weight, you know. So it's really sad that some of the bad information people get from doctors. Some doctors, it's really bad. Yeah, I, sorry, I really feel sorry for people how much they don't realize the, some of the sources they go to just aren't that knowledgeable. Yeah, and it's weird because wasn't one of them? I don't know. You might remember more than I do because you talked to her recently. Wasn't one of them a nutritionist that she went to or something, and they were saying that, or were they? I don't, all I don't remember the. I think one was an endo, which shocked me. Uh, but I, I forget what their specialist might have been, what their specialties might have been. I know that your general. I know your general practitioner. Don't know really unless he does what I do. Doesn't know jack about it because they don't really study anything in specific. It's just general. That's why you got to go to the endo and the coronary and the, you got to go to the specific doctors. But yeah. and nutritionists don't know this either because most nutritionists aren't doing nutrition for, for health and sports. A nutritionist's real job is to take care of people with real dietary needs, diabetes, coronary disease, kidney disease. They know what to pull out and put in so you don't ex exacerbate the disease. <laughs> They're not, it's not about body fat and getting buffed. It's not about that. <laughs> yeah. It's not about that. It's not. They don't, dietitians don't deal with getting you buffed. Like, yeah. I want to get buffed. Okay, then I'm going to tell you, no, they don't do that. You know, that's not what their job, it's not what school is teaching them. Yeah. So I actually had a question because I've had a lot of friends lately that are talking about the intermittent intermittent fasting and that kind of dieting. What are your thoughts on that and what it does to your metabolism? Is that a good thing or a bad thing for me? And like the things that I've been learning, I don't think of it as being a good thing, but I kind of wanted to know your opinion on it. I mean, that's an interesting one because it's just another thing to confuse people and, and teach and not teach people just how to eat normally. Like, I think it's sad that there's 19,000 ways to eat. Doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Why, why is there so many ways to do, eat a meal? Yeah. Think about that. Like, why can't we just sit down and eat a sensible meal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I teach. I don't, any tricks to my, there's no tricks. It's, these make you get gain weight. This make, doesn't make you gain weight. This clogs your arteries. This doesn't clog your arteries. This gives you energy. This doesn't give you energy. This, you know, makes you secrete a lot of insulin. Okay, so based off of that and your activity level and your genetics, these type of foods in this order, you can maintain your weight that you want to maintain and enjoy food. Why we have to do all of this? I'm going to eat for 12 hours, not eat for two hours, then I'm going to drink water for six hours. It's so much that no one wants to do it. It's too complex. 
Your day is not designed for that. If you're tired, you work night shift or you fall asleep in the middle of the day, you throw it all off, you miss all your meals. You know, if you go party one day and you wake up the next day and you sleep 13 hours, you wake up and you're like, well, okay, I, ate, I slept away eight of my 12 hours. I got four left. What are you going to do, jam in there like everything in the kitchen in four hours? It's just, it's, it's so stupid. Like, why can't we just learn how to just eat normal? Just get up and eat, put something in your belly that's not going to kill you. <laughs> I mean, that's all, that's all, unless you're bodybuilding or playing a sport, food should not be so complicated. No. Just eat and go and stop. How about this? Stop, stop eating when you're not hungry. Stop, yeah. eating, stop overeating just because it's sitting there. If you want potato, if they're that, if the potatoes are that good, won't you just eat some more later when you're hungry? Yeah. You got to sit there and keep eating while you're sitting there. Like, <laughs> Why do you have to have surgery to make you do this? I got to understand that you have psychological issues, but most people who have these issues don't have psychological issues. They create psychological issues down the line, but it's not an initial thing where like a lot of people, oh, I heard that if you don't have an enzyme, you can't tell that you're full. I Even if I can't tell that I'm full, I still know that I ate a pound of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, there was a pound of potatoes here. And now there was a full watermelon here when I started. There is no longer a watermelon here. <laughs> right? Some of I, ate too, I ate too much. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things that I do, like when I go to a restaurant, is I'll either one, like share a meal with my husband. Like usually at least there are things that I did even before like starting any of the things that I've been doing. Or, you know, like if you're by yourself, like cut your meal in half, put it in a box, save it for tomorrow, just eat half of it. And then if you do end up having a meal and you have a bunch of fries or potatoes or whatever sitting in front of you, ask the waitress to take it away. Ask your server to take it out of your face because I'm definitely one of their food in front of me. I'm going to be picking at it and I'll keep but, eating but it. You, but, right? but you, and my daughter was doing that. But here's the thing that I, well, all of us are trying to teach, honestly. All of us are trying to get people to understand is stop limiting yourself. Everybody limits themselves. The minute you say to me, um, if I have it sitting in front of me, I'm going to do it. You don't have to. True. You know, suppose there's no waitress. Who takes the food? You got to hire somebody <laughs> to come by? Like I told people, yeah, I charge a certain amount for training, but I charge a whole lot more if I got to run around snatching food out of your face all day long. <laughs> Wait, you'll do that? <laughs> part of your, your deal. Oh, like I said, it costs so much more because I gotta take I gotta take a jet from state to state to do this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that mentality oh. of being able Oh my to god, it's lunchtime for Tony in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> You're like he's going to a restaurant. I better be there and like Jerry, you can't eat for an hour my plane's delayed. <laughs> No, but that, that is like a big thing, right? Like that's one thing that has been good with actually just the process of learning like what food does for my body, right? And I think that's been like the big thing that has changed for me is understanding, okay, well, when I'm hungry, I eat this and I'm eating this because this is what it does for my body. And then I could have this other option and it's there, but does that actually add to what I'm doing, what I'm focusing on, That's or does it take you know, away? People do that with clothes and shoes. You know, those those people who, and I, I used to be one of those, I was never horrible with it, but I definitely had my moments and I can have my moments with it. But mm -hmm. buying clothes you don't need to buy, buying shoes you don't need to buy, buying stuff you just don't need. Yeah. You know, people do that with food all the time. Like they're not hungry, they just it just sounds good. Yeah. You know, um, I don't do that. I eat because I'm hungry and then I'll eat what, and then I'll eat what sounded good. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I, I still eat what sounds good. I just wait till I'm hungry to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, that's just a decision. That's not an instinct. That's just, okay, if I want to control my weight, I should only eat when I'm hungry and I should only eat a certain amount. Mm -hmm. And that's it. If I want to have a, like, I don't do, you know, low, like low fat. Oh, they got this new, like, <laughs> my, my, my uh, lady, uh, I almost screwed up on that one. <laughs> you know what I talk about too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Ma, Lily. <laughs> Ma, friend. <laughs> anyway, that's a private joke. We'll let you know that later. <laughs> but uh, her mother's like, she's going to make a loaf sugar, fat-free. I'm like, no, fat-full, baby. I don't want yeah. no sweet cake. <laughs> you know, you like, if I'm going to have it, I'm going to have it. It's going to taste good. <laughs> I want no fake cheesecake, okay? <laughs> and if you eat clean most of the time and exercise, that'll never bother you. So yeah. that's why I tell people, just get a lifestyle that allows you, when you do want something, you can just do it. It's not going to bug you. Um, so that's all. That's, so how you, that's how you keep your weight down. You just stop letting it get out of control and just control what you do. And you'll never put on weight because you're controlling it. And you got to put, you know, as you get older, weight comes on because of metabolism. And we've, we've gone into all of that. So we're just, that's an extension. And none of it is all just one answer. <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> it's a bunch of things. So if you if you have somebody who's doing like a bunch of different fad diets or doing like their own kind of diet or whatever, what are the things that you usually look for? I know we've talked about this before, but I get this question every now and again. Like, what do you look for to know that your metabolism is off? Like, what would you say? Um, you don't you don't get hungry very often. Um, like when you eat, that the meal lasts way too long. Like most people don't know how long a meal should last, so. Uh, a meal shouldn't last in your body more than an hour, hour and a half before you're hungry again. So that's what I try to do with you guys. I, I try to figure out, and that's how you eat every two and a half hours, is because the food only lasts that long. So when foods go in you, when you kid, when you, our parents did that to us, you know, my mother, we gotta give you food that's gonna stick to your ribs. You know, I never thought about you know stomach and ribs or my lungs, and I never thought about that part of it. <laughs> Ma, I don't think I want food on my lungs. <laughs> It'll stick to your ribs. <laughs> it just makes me think of ribs. I want to eat some ribs now. <laughs> I'm human ribs. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get to go to cushion my lungs for my ribs. But anyway, she goes, you know, so they wanted to feed us foods that would last. And that's what bread and all those heavy carbs are. So we grew up with that as a the way we eat. And yeah. you have to stop it. So I had to stop eating that way. I was like, okay, I know why they did it, but it's also not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what people got to do. They got to stop acting like those were great ideas. And if you honestly, if you don't like the way you look, it was a bad idea. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, everybody talks about fat and skin. I don't care about all that. Do you like the way you look or not? So if you don't like the way you look and you're not lying to yourself, I'm okay looking like this, but you're lying. Don't do that. Just be honest. No, I don't like this. Okay, yeah. well, what you do, what you do, what you eat is why you look like that. Yeah. So, you know, change the way you eat, change the way you do this, and look look in the mirror so that you're happy. And don't worry about what everybody else thinks is happening. It's what you what you actually think is what you want yeah. to look like. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like what you're talking about. Just be honest with yourself because nowadays, like, we have all this information coming at us and all the bo body positivity, which body positivity is not a bad thing. You should love yourself and love your body, you know, but be honest with yourself and realize, okay, these are some changes that I need to make. And it's really about being healthy and it's living a better, longer life. I mean, some of the things that I've seen people do is they'll just restrict themselves from activities in life because one, maybe they don't look good in a swimsuit or they don't look good in an outfit or two, they can't go on a hike because they can't make it up like down the street or around the corner, you know, like those are things that are restricting you from living your life and living your best life. And a lot of people are just like, okay, well, I, I should be happy with the way that I look. So I'm just going to be happy. Well, really, are you really happy? That's like, let's be honest, like, you know, you're not happy. So be able to like take action on your life and make yourself have a better life. Most people aren't hard on most people. I think it's weird. I think what happens and we're there now full blown with the cancel culture is people have been taught and trained that hard times should don't have to happen. And yeah. that's, that's completely, completely wrong. And all you're going to do is set people up for even worse outcomes by yeah. telling them that bad outcomes can be eliminated. And that's, that's what you're talking about. Like, Jordan Peterson, him and Dr. Oz have a, 
six hour interview and I'm just going through it now. I'm gonna just take pieces. And it's just incredible the stuff they talk about. And Dr. Oz is like, you know, he's like, you know, why do he goes, why do people, he, you know, I, we did that, I did that video, why do women lie so much just to get women to listen? Yeah. But he was talking about, but people do. And it's like, he goes, why do people lie? That, you know, that thought, he goes, why does everyone lie so much? You know, and I was like, yeah, I, I want to hear his his response to that. Yeah. And it's not because of anything other than people don't want people to look at them in any other way than the way they want them to look at them. So I will say what I need to say so that you don't look at me in a way that I'm, I'm ashamed of. Yeah. So I'm going to say what I got to say just to ease this, or I'm going to lie to avoid the confrontation that's going to happen if I tell the truth. Yeah. You know, that's why a lot of bad relationships start is because the person doesn't want to tell the person, I don't like your mother. I don't like the way she treats me. I don't like this. So they don't want to say that because they don't want, they don't want what they might, they, they think the person that they're going to tell is going to respond a certain way, or they know the person is going to respond a certain way. So instead yeah. of telling the truth, they go, well, the easy path is to just not say anything. But the truth is, is you're going to go around the problem and you're going to get a year down the line and problem's still there. Yeah, it's still there or it's even worse, right? Because they didn't want to face it. And the mother-in-law's treating you worse and you're feeling worse about it. And then when you finally comes out, it's almost you can't fix it because it's so far down the road. Yeah, And that's what he's talking about. People do that all the time. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's what what was going on in my relationships. So in this one, I was like, you can't lie. You've got to tell the truth no matter what. And I have to give you room to tell it. I have to allow you a, a safe place to tell it yeah. and vice versa. Same thing here. And for a year, she wasn't giving me the space, but I was giving her the space. And I kept pointing out that she wasn't giving me the space until yeah. eventually she realized, wow, he's doing all of these things and I'm not. Yeah. And she told me just recently, she goes, I said, how long did it take for you to buy in? She goes, about a year. And I could tell too, because I kept getting on her about it. Yeah. And she kept saying, well, I'm not going to marry. I said, you know, I said, you know, I will never ever marry you like this i said you start showing me some the things that you because i told her at the beginning these things i think are important and she agreed i'm like okay well until i see those things this ain't going nowhere <laughs> yeah and it, and i think that's the most difficult part is being able to be honest with yourself and realize okay these are changes that i need to make because guess what when you're honest with yourself you realize that that means that you might have to put a little bit more effort into changing those things that you're lying about, right? Or you might have to like put a little bit more effort into bettering yourself. And that's the thing is people don't realize that it is actually not, I mean, well, they do realize how hard it is to change things in their life, right? And it's just easier not to make those changes. But it's actually easier. It's actually easier, but most people are afraid to go down that road because they're not used to doing it. It's yeah, a, it's like going on stage. Okay, is it hard to get up on a stage and stand there? No, but if a bunch of people are out there, you can still walk up there and stand there. It's just <laughs> right. You just don't want to necessarily do it because you don't yeah. know if they're going to receive you right. You don't know yeah. if they're going to like what you have to say. So once I realized that I can I can deal with any response a person gives me from what I say as long as I'm not being malicious, I'm yeah. being honest with my with my commentary and I'm not being malicious with what I have to say. So I can tell you anything now, even something I know that you might not receive very well, but I know that I know why I'm doing it. How you receive it has nothing to do with me. Either you're welcoming to advice or you just don't want to hear anybody's advice. That's up to you. And I don't care which one you do, as long as I'm honest and I'm sincere and I'm not malicious with what I'm saying. Once I got like that, you start weeding out people that you don't want in your world because you can't be honest with them. Even if you're being loving with your honesty, they can't handle it. You don't need to be in that relationship. Yeah. And it weeds it down to the, and then you have a group of people that you can just be free, be yourself. That's why I can't do the groups. That's why I can't do the, because the, there's no way everybody in that group thinks that way. Because that's a rare way to think. Not too many people do that. Not no. too many people do that. <laughs> I've shoot maybe one out of 10 people actually do that consider yeah. what like when you talk i consider you in the statements that i make like how about how do i affect sheree how do i affect the people around me with my words i actually think that like i didn't think that before i didn't care how people i was like i'm just saying what i feel i'm just to being real but i was like yeah you're kind of being a real dick <laughs> so maybe 
maybe you should stop doing that and you know, be kind with your real business. Yeah. So I had to learn and I had to change. So yeah. I demand that for anybody in my circle. I'm like, if I, I put myself through that rigorous change and had to look in the mirror and be honest with myself and go, look, you're not a, you could be way better at this dude. You're kind of mean here. If I could do it, I demand anybody in my circle, I think they have to do that. Yeah. Otherwise you bring my energy down and I don't, I don't let nobody bring my energy down anymore. Yeah. So these are all choices that I make. And that's why I say with you, with your stress, you can handle it much easier just by going, well, I put it here. Nobody put, yep, that's my that's my handwriting. I put that on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I must want to do it. There are times, I think my stress in my life comes from like unexpected things, kind of like what we were talking about, you know, and just realizing that, you know, things are going to happen. Like there's going to be things that just come up. That happens to me on the daily, right? But that's what I mean. It shouldn't yeah. bug you because that's what that, I'm, my my life is situated where if, if it don't go perfect, <laughs> things are going to go haywire. So I know that that can happen. Because think about it. If you plan for something to go haywire every day, the days it doesn't, you'd be like, hey, that was kind of nice. <laughs> but if you just I go like this. hope for the best, right? Yeah, just, okay. I'm probably going to get a call from, you know, what's your daughter's name? <laughs> Jocelyn. Daughter's name? Huh? Jocelyn. I'm, oh, I'm sure Jocelyn will be texting any second now, throwing this whole monkey wrench away. I mean, <laughs> it's Tuesday, right? Oh, yeah, it'll be, there she is. Hi. <laughs> Yeah. And I, you know, those are the moments that I live for, right? Like I, I bring that stress into my life, like having kids, right? Like that can be, that's a stress in itself, right? But there's going to be situations, especially as they get older and you think, oh, it's going to be easier, right? No, it's not easier. It's just different, different stresses. Different no, things I, no, no, it's easier. No, it's easier. <laughs> No, I, I can't say that for me, for me, because I'm serious. My kids since 19 haven't bothered me since 19. They don't bother me. Yeah. Nothing. Money, no, but nothing. <laughs> like, and my son's 36 in, in October and my daughter's 26 the other day. They just, I, they'd handle their business, man. I like, I love them so much. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what being a parent is about, is helping them to get to that point. Get to this point. That's yeah. why when people talk, when I talk about my kids, people are like, man, you, I go, because I can't believe that it worked out that way. Because that's what the plan was. <laughs> the plan is get them self-sufficient and they're good citizens and they're, they're, they're contributing to their community and they're yeah. good people. Like, that's the goal. And I... With both my children, I have that. And I'm like, oh my God, that did happen. Worked. But you know what? Some parents don't have that as their goal. Some parents are just like, oh, you have to do this, this, and this, but that's like not part of their end game for their kids. Like what do you, I have what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, so I have like a few friends who actually try to keep their kids like at home. They don't want them to leave. Well, they that's yeah, yeah, that's not that's not what I'm talking about. No, I, I I don't I don't really I don't really want to it's kind of funny, but it's hard for me to critique another parent's um, choice on how they want to do it because it could work out. Because you could have looked at mine the way I did it and critiqued mine too. As a matter of fact, I look back and critique mine. When I, actually, my son and daughter are 10 years apart. I did different things with her than with him because of what I did with him. And then I critiqued it and some things I didn't like. I was like, oh, you, yeah, you did too much here. You got here. Don't do that. That was too much. You were on him here, you know. I just realized, you know what? And then I'm dealing with a girl, and she's not, a, you know, different than a boy. Raising a boy to be a man, a girl to be a woman—that's not my role. That's a mom's role. My role is to be a supporter and a security and safety, and the man's role in her life. So, I had to learn to do it differently. So you can learn to do something differently, but the point is, is it can still not work out. Yeah, yeah. you can do everything. Choices, right? <laughs> but at some point, it's on them. So that's why I go, you know what? I'm really blessed because I did the best I could, but they also had to, they were the real reason it happened because they also could have just ignored everything I said. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> 100%. That's why I don't take all the credit for my clients either. I take credit, I take credit for teaching and educating and supporting and motivating, but I don't take credit for the action because they have to actually do it. Yeah. And the ones that don't do it, I don't take, I don't take responsibility for them either. Yeah. So if you lose 40 pounds, 
I take was I take my my part. I had a part of that, not not all me, a mm. part of it. But I only take what I'm really, really responsible for. And the yeah. effort and the work, I'm not. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also people need to move forward knowing that they got that kind of umph in them. Don't, yeah. don't, give me, don't give me all your work because you're going to need it down the line to feel like, wow, if I did this, I can do that. And that's really the truth. The truth is I gave you the information, but you applied it. So that's my. That's how I do. That's how I did it with my kids, too. I wanted them ready for the world by 18. If I got hit by a truck at the age of 18, I, I would feel okay that they, they, they were going to be okay. And a lot of people cannot say they, they feel that way about their kids at 18. <laughs> Some people can't say it at 30. <laughs> Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz and, and him, they talked about that too. He was like, he goes, there's a point where some people, you know, it takes a while to wean people off the responsibility of their parents. And Dr. Oz, and he goes, and, and Dr. Oz goes, sometimes 30, 40 years. And they both started laughing. They go, yep. <laughs> Think about that 40 year olds that can't get away from their parents. Yeah. That's like real. And it's not, it's not, it's common. It's not even, uh, it's crazy. But it's crazy. I think it's like a mindset thing because even like in fitness, right? Like you can learn all the stuff that you teach your clients, right? I could learn all the stuff that we're talking about, but unless like I apply it to my life and I decide to use it and keep it going for the rest of my life, that's a choice I have to make and a mindset I have to have. And I think that is the hardest part about anything in life, whether it's fitness, nutrition, you know, or your job or relationships or anything in life, like unless you actually learn from those experiences or learn on your own and take that and move forward with it, like that's where you also, get- you gotta, Also, people need to understand, you can't learn but so much on your own. Yeah. The, the craziest thing I ever heard is when like celebrities go, I wanna do it on my own. No one does anything on their own because otherwise there's no, that's like me saying, I, I don't need help being an actor. I'll do it on my own. Somebody got to hire me to act. <laughs> hey, my ever since I was so, I was such a mom that I like gave them all the acclimates all throughout their lives. Right. And then when they got older, they're like, I'm like, okay, do you want to be better at this? Like, let's put you in this class to be better at this. And they're like, no, I'm already good at that. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, really, really, you're good at that. <laughs> But that's like, even as adults, like sometimes we become stubborn and we're like, it's just like what we were talking about earlier, right? And it's like, okay, well, I had these doctors tell me that my metabolism is messed up and you, it's easier to believe that than it is to say, I'm not going to take that as an answer and I'm going to find a way, right? Well, well, when you get it, the problem is this, is when you get told something and your sister's a nurse, okay, so it's not like a regular person who doesn't really understand metabolism, or, Yeah. but even her. Got, she even got discouraged, okay, after three doctors told her that. But it's not that they it's, they never just, I don't know why, but I, I don't know why they didn't know that building muscle will, will speed up metabolism. I don't know why they didn't know that. I mean, that's why most people who are fit can stay fit for so long into their years and, and age. It's because they have more muscle than they do fat. Their body fats are pretty low because muscle needs calories. So even though your sister's metabolism is slowing down naturally, and so is mine, and so is yours, and so is everybody, um, once you get over 35, 40, you know, you can maintain it by having a body that re requires calories and that yeah. uses calories. So that's how I maintain. My metabolism isn't like it, what it was, but I can still get my weight up and I can still get my weight down. It's a little harder, definitely. Definitely harder. But because I've been doing it for 40 years, it's my body's not, un, it's used to doing it. It's, I'm used to putting it on. To, like right now I'm 252 last week, but I like my clothes. See, I like the way my clothes fit at 255. Mm -hmm. I like the way I look at 245. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that's true. No, I like the way, no, like the way my clothes fit at 256, 250. The way my clothes fit at 260, but I like the way I look at 245. So that's a 15 pound difference. <laughs> So I'm like trying to bring my muscle up, get closer to <laughs> So the clothes just fit a little bit nicer, but you're gonna be <laughs> so my clothes, my clothes still fit right, but, but not so fast. <laughs> 
No, that's true. That's like one of the things that I, I tell people all the time is, you know, especially when people tell me they're like, I'm doing this diet, I'm doing this or that, you know, I'm eating this or that. And it's like, the one thing that I always talk to them about is the importance of building muscle, because that's one thing that I've learned with you and with everything that I've been reading is how important that muscle is for your metabolism. And that's one thing that never really connected with me with any of the things that I've done in my past. Right? Because nobody talks about that part. No, of because you're never, never going to see the only reason the only and if you I don't know this to be a fact, but you tell me if I'm wrong. The only reason you read it now is because I told you and you was look, looking at for more information on it because there's no reason to look for that at all. Yeah. I mean, that was. You're not going to go anywhere and say ways to speed up my metabolism. Nowadays, you might see it more. If you punch in ways to speed up metabolism, it might say building muscle. It might say that now. Yeah. But, they don't, but what they don't say is it's, it's primarily the only way to do it when you get over the age of 50. Yeah. It's the only thing. Because think about this. Your activity level is going to continue to decrease the older you get. Okay, I don't, Jack LaLanne swam uh, from Pier 39 to Alcatraz, I think when he was 60 or 70 years old. I forgot what age he was, or maybe 80. Maybe he was 80. With pulling a canoe with people in it, in his teeth, swimming. Jack LaLanne. Okay, <laughs> I think when was that? He died like in 06, something like that. And he was 96, he was 96, so maybe the early 80s, late 80s, something like that, the early 90s. I remember when he did it. I remember when, it, when he did it. Yeah. And I, met him, I actually met him backstage when I competed at the 05 Arnold, and they gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award, and I talked to him for a little bit. Yeah. And he was like, never eat anything white. Nothing, nothing. He said, never eat anything white. And I'm like, I like donuts, Jack. I like donuts, but I hear you, brother. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was a little tiny guy, still like he, he looked like he did in the 1950s when he was doing a show. Yeah. But that's, you know, he lived his whole life and always stayed like that. He was wearing the same clothes. So when I see somebody that old, 90 something years old, just chose a lifestyle 70 years ago, he just chose a lifestyle. Yeah. And, and he lived a great life and a long one and, and he productive. And, you know, so. Why can't I do that? Why, why can't I just say no to, you know? So I, I don't know. I think that people just need to give themselves more credit. We're all designed. Like Jordan Peterson says, and I, and I love listening to him because he says stuff that's just, I don't know why people have a problem with him because everything he says is just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, people have to stop short, uh, acting like they can't do things. They need to stop selling themselves short. Yeah. <laughs> stop saying you can't do stuff. All you got to do is get up get up and do it. Like no one's stopping you. No one's stopping you to get up and get on a treadmill. No one's stopping you. No one's making you eat the food you eat. Nobody's making you stay in this place you're in. Mm -hmm. um, no ex from 20 years ago should still have any mental control over you unless you choose yeah. to give it to them. Your parents shouldn't have control over you once you, that's why we leave the house so they don't. And then you still stay there mentally. They still so, make you, right? Like every now and again, I have conversations with my mom. I was just having one with her and she's like, She's like, I'm still your mom. And I'm like, yeah, you can still tell me, you know, but I choose whether I get to implement it. Ah, you have to, you told like I told you. But you have to have that separation, right? They need that talk. Parents, sometimes some parents need to talk. My mother needed to talk. I gave myself that talk. My son didn't do what I did. I was like, dude, you need to get up off of him. I did. Because I was like, I don't want to be fighting with him all the time. I need to back up. He's a grown man. I don't have to like everything he's doing. I just need to, you know. So I said, look, I'll let you know how I feel. I said, but I'm not telling you what to do. Yeah. But, but as a father, I should do that. And yeah. I go, what kind of father wouldn't? And he was like, yeah, that wouldn't be, you wouldn't be a very good father if you had concerns and didn't voice them. <laughs> yeah. So he had to learn to let me voice, but I had to learn how to voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like changing the language from, okay, like you shouldn't be doing this to, this is how I feel about how it. I feel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a hard one, right? That's you a know, hard it, one. It, 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 until you see the it, it, it wasn't for me because I'd rather not fight. I didn't want to. I, I it was hard to fight it. Like that's why I always look at. I this is why I've changed. I always go, okay, this might be the one that's confrontational, but the confrontational one will get us to a better result way faster. Yeah. So I'm doing that one. This person may not receive this information well, but that's not on me. They may receive it perfect. I won't know until I say it. Yeah. So say it. 
like like this one, you know, before we go, this this woman interviewing Trevor Noah. And it's really hard to listen to some of these interviewers because they're really not really trying to get information. They're really just trying to put question everything that someone says that they want to disagree with. Yeah. And they're talking about a joke that he said about chocolate. He goes, when I was little, looked at everything as chocolate. Look, my I was light chocolate. My mother was white chocolate. My father was dark chocolate. He grew up in South America. He goes, but as a child, that's kind of how he associated it. And she's like, well, do you, you know, do you feel like, uh, you know, do you feel like, do you regret that joke? Because some people, you know, may not, you know, look at that. Like for Mrs. Me, I don't look at it like that. You know, do you regret saying a joke like that? He's like, no, because it's a joke. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and she's like, well, there's this comedian, and she mentioned some other comedian that said a joke similar, and he would, and he said, I, you know, I apologize for it. And she was like, why don't you? He goes, because, and I don't know why he didn't say this, and I wish he would have. Every single joke a comedian says, somebody doesn't like it. Yeah. Why are you picking this joke? <laughs> if every single joke that I tell, everyone's not going to find it funny. No. <laughs> I don't care how how the chicken cross the road to get to the other side. Oh, I hate when chickens cross the road. Chicken <laughs> should be on one side of the road. <laughs> there's a quote out there. <laughs> yeah, there's a quote out there that says something to the effect that it's like if you don't like make and the same amount of people like you as the same as the many people hate no, you. Yeah, don't and, like what you want to say. So he's not like, real, right? And whatever these freaking morons say that these comedians, I feel like saying. Do you do you? I, I don't know what these comedians all need to say. Oh, they need to go. Can you do me a favor? Can you describe how that sounds? A comedian's on stage telling jokes. Tell me how this is going to sound. So every joke he has to stop and go. Okay, anybody offended by that? Anybody? Okay, I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith. Moving right along. Next joke. Like, how was this supposed to go down? <laughs> Have this little consultation after every joke. After every joke. <laughs> If you don't like my styles of jokes, don't come to my show. I mean, like yeah. that's what we used to do. So but this is the that's what I was saying earlier. We're in a world now where some people actually think that everything that's said, everything that's done, everyone's gonna be okay with it. Yeah. And that, that just the, the, you're not okay with it right now. So half the 90% of the audience laughed. You weren't one of them. So I'm supposed to cater to the 10%, not the 90? Like and I'm watching this interview going, I hate you in this interview, lady. I hate you right now. But you don't have to apologize for me for being a, a horrible interviewer. <laughs> I'm just not going to watch your dumb interviews because you suck. <laughs> so that's the world we live in. And it's a very scary place because I can't, like everything I'm saying right now, nothing I said today is wrong. But I guarantee you somebody don't like something. Yeah, people will always be offended, especially when it's something that is real and true and, and it actually ignites something inside of them because they know it's something that has to be changed. Something they haven't accepted. You can accept things about yourself. I mean, you can hear somebody tell you about yourself once you've accepted this thing about yourself. How come I can tell you, Sheree, you're so pretty, your body is hot, but you're a little selfish. Hey, easy on the selfish. <laughs> I am not selfish. <laughs> Easy there. But you can keep up the other stuff. Keep that coming. <laughs> right. Right. So, like, I'm like, no. Is it true? Are you a dress? Are you a little selfish? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, love it. <laughs> That's the thing. Like when people can be honest with themselves and they can make change, they can improve. They can change their mindset. They you can don't even get, get mad. Place, right. You don't even get mad. Yeah. Like if somebody says something to me like, Adrice, you know you can, I'd be like, yeah, you're right, though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right? It's a better yeah. place. Like, why sit in like stupor over something that, you know, you know is something that's real, right? And also, right. you can actually change because of that. Yeah. Like when you when you can admit something like that and somebody points it out, like, well, no, that'll happen with me and her. Like, for, for example, <laughs> Alicia was, after about a six, eight months, I was like, you're lazy. When I, I was like, you're just lazy. She was pissed. She was like, Noah, what do you mean? Ain't nobody ever told me that. I'm like, can't say that no more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so like, I don't know, eight months later, seven months, something like that. We're doing something. She goes, Andres, you know what? I go, well, she goes, I am lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what did she say that? She was like, because I just find myself, instead of getting up doing stuff, I just don't. <laughs> I go, I told you you were lazy. 
And I go, I go, you think I'm being mean when I say these things? It's just observations. I'm like, yep. Yeah. After seven months of watching it, I'm pretty convinced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they act like it's the first event and you come up with this. I'm like, no, this is after months and months of uh, investigative work. <laughs> <laughs> I had Quincy on it. I had, uh, I had Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds, and a lot of people on this case. <laughs> Oh, they all come to the same conclusions. You're pretty damn lazy. Yeah. And that's the thing is like when you can when you can take something that someone says, even though it's offensive and you can take it and you can use it to have growth in your own, like in your own mind and that's not life. even that's not even offensive. No. <laughs> like to me, something to me, something offensive is 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 saying something that just that's mean and not true. Like, like trying to be mean and it ain't even really true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to get, I wasn't trying to do anything. I was just going, you're kind of lazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you to do things that are never going to be done. So I need to go ahead and like, okay, you're just not going to do this stuff, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I changed, but there's been times when I had to go, dude, you're kind of like blah, blah, blah. And then I changed because I say it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe if people start admitting things that, you know, parts of them that could use change, yeah. the change won't be so hard to make. Yeah. But when you don't admit you have to change, why even put the effort out? You don't even believe you have to. Yeah. And no matter how many people ever see somebody that says, everybody says I drink too much. Mm. Everybody? <laughs> I'm 56. Never heard that statement in my direction. <laughs> and you've heard it all the time and you're only 27? Okay, maybe you got a drinking problem. Like, how many people got to tell you you got a drinking problem before you believe it? Yeah. And people do this all the time, just in bad relationships. How many people got to tell you that guy is not good for you before you realize he's not good for you? Yeah. And that's the big question. That's the big Riddler question. Yeah. Being able to be honest with yourself, and I think that's what it really all comes down to, right? You can't really make changes and better your life until you're really real with yourself and you decide to make that change for you. And the crazy thing is, is like we talked about before, is it's not going to be hard once you get past that change, right? The change is what feels hard and it feels like you can't do it. But once because you get you know, it's, that, it's a call to it's call it's a call to action. Yeah. If I admit this, now I gotta do something. I, if I'm complaining about having no success in relationships and I go and I go, well, it's because you are insecure from a past relationship that's still now I gotta go. Oh, so now if I know what it's, I know what the problem is. So if I keep going down this path, I can't keep complaining because I know what the problem is. That's like driving a car with a with a, with a flat tire. You know, thunk, thunk. why is that thunk, thunk still doing it? Because you still got a flat tire. You can't complain about it. You gotta just keep going. Thunk, 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 thunk. <laughs> That's what we do. We go into and then, but if you admit you got a problem, that means now you have to fix your problem. Yeah. So you get so you don't keep complaining. And but once you do it a bunch of times, see that's what getting ready for a contest has done for me. That's why I told Bailey to do it. Bailey's changed so much since I met her in a year. It's crazy. Her mind is different. She awesome. you know, she says no to everything. She's much more mature. She's much more settled. She's she believes in herself more. She wants more. She went from wanting to do one of the softer divisions to doing one of the harder divisions. That's awesome. Just by going to the show, she was like, I can beat them. I want to do that. I don't want to do that one. I'm gonna do that one. That one, that one, they look, they work harder. Yeah. So she picked the harder one. I love that. <laughs> I, picked, I picked the one that wasn't so hard. And she goes, and that's what she was like, I want to do that. And then she said, they don't really pose much. They only do two poses. I want to do the other. I want, if I'm going to work this hard, I want to show all my muscle. I'm like, I don't talk about it. <laughs> I love that. Which means, which means, so I told her this week, I said, okay, I need you to, need to back off today, tomorrow, and Sunday. I'm going to put carbs back in your diet for three days. I want you to back off the workouts, back off the cardio. And then, because Monday, we're going to hit the floor running hard. <laughs> hard. But I wanted her where she is now before we got to this point. Yeah. This is where she needed to be along. This is where she needs to be to get ready for a contest. You want yeah. the body fat close within striking distance. So. Yeah. And I love that because I think that. Once you realize that you can do hard things, all of a sudden the harder things become desirable actually, right? Because you're like, I was able to get here 
And now I want to get there. And that's what I think I see in her and what you're doing with her. She's just also like, the world, the world opens up. The world opens up. Because if you don't believe you, let's say you, you don't believe you can speak in front of people, and then you find out you can. Now motivational speaking is a career you could take. Yeah. Before it wasn't even an option. So yeah. the more stuff you do, the more success you see, the more things you realize, oh, I can if I can do that. Like, that means I can do like all of that. Like you start just opening up your that's why little, that's why young kids. I was happy for both my kids. I tell everybody when they talk about how, because they both had, they both had a lot of success. <laughs> very young, and I tell people the best thing about it is not what they did, even though what they did was cool. It was they saw success, or they saw that hard work leads to success early in life. Yeah. So they just take that with the rest of their life. They know if I put the work in, big things happen. Yeah. She played college D one basketball and traveled. He singing in voice and. He, you know, moved you know, NSA and now a movie. He's gonna be in a movie. He's writing two songs in it and he's gonna be in it. No way, that's awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. So, 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 but they they know what's in them. Like, you know, I don't have, I don't have to convince my kids that they can do things because they've done them already. Yeah, they, they did the work already and now they know. So, that and that's the same for adults. That's what I'm doing with all you guys challenge you in places you don't think you can do. And then when you do it, you're like, shoot, man, okay. I'm doing that with your sister. I'm doing that with Ben. I'm doing that with, that's what I do with everybody. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I think that that's like the one thing that people don't realize is they're like, they get too afraid of the hard work, but the hard work is what keeps you challenged. It keeps you moving forward. It keeps you like wanting better things for yourself and working for those better things. It also, it also makes people uh, hesitate. Like your sister, <laughs> she's like talking about the scale and, and like things are changing. But sometimes the scale moves slower sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so I'm asking all the questions. Do you feel this? Yep. Okay. Then let's keep going. Everything is, you know, it's just not. And she's gone down, but she's like, I just want it faster. She was like, I almost threw that scale out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well, for now on, I want you to take your weight, but make sure you open the window first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to cost you. <laughs> Put a little, put a little box outside for the, for the scale of landing. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I think that that I think that that's like the hardest thing, you know, is like you're you're expecting things to be a certain way, right? And sometimes you just have to put more of that effort in and understand that how that effort works. But also, I'm trying to, and, and that's when that happens, it teaches you to like hang in there, you know. And that's what that's another thing that they talk about a lot is there's life is. No, no one's always happy. We just have happy moments from time to time. So normally life is just kind of floating along and then a great thing happens and something not so great. That's how no normally you're not happy. You're just dealing with time and time is passing and you're working. And so when the, when the scale's not moving, don't make a big deal out of it. And don't make a big, a big deal when, it's, when it is. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just... Keep going, you know. So that way, when it's not moving, you're not panicking. I go. That's my job to panic anyway. Like I said, I'll do the panicking for you. Let me do that because <laughs> I actually know. I actually gonna have an, an an idea where to go. You aren't. Yeah. So why are you worried about it? You don't know what to do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew what to do, I would. You wouldn't have hired me. <laughs> so, so let me do my job, and I will. And I'll figure it out. Yeah. So, but I'll teach you what I'm doing so that you can do it. Because the other day she did, she had put on some weight and she, I was like, do you know what it was? She goes, yeah, I did the eggs and the eggs were salty and this, this. I was like, there you go. So that's it. Now you know how to fix it. And I go, well, how you fix it is this. You do this, you do that, and that, that'll get it back off. Yeah. So I like that. I like when people are venturing out to try things. Because if it works, great. But I just want to know that you're doing it. So if it's not working, I know you did something different. Yeah. No, well, today's been fun. We kind of discussed a lot of stuff. We were a little bit all over the place, but it was I like that though. I was I, I actually enjoyed that because I told you on the oh, thing yeah. those those subjects aren't very long. Yeah, but they're not really long subjects. That's why I told you that we, we, can, we can talk about everything because <laughs> talking about metabolism is pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's not a, a long in depth. And I mean, we can talk about other stuff that people get bored about, but <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, and I think really like all it comes down to with both subjects that we talked about is just your mindset and being able to know that you have you are in control of it all and you can make those changes for yourself if you really want them. You just have to really want it and change your mindset. So, but thank you, Adris. This was fun and we will chat again in a week. So we, we, we got to do a Monday show. Yeah. We have a Monday show in a, over a month. Yeah. My... We'll just see how that goes. I I have kind of crazy. Oh, so you got you got a crazy yeah. schedule going. Yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to make that work soon. And with we'll getting we can, we can, we can pre-record or something. But yeah, there's some good. Yeah. There's some good. Now there's just some good stuff that I've been listening to that is like really can make really change people's lives, man. Like people yeah. really need like like Dr. Oz was like people need to hear stuff like this, and it's like yeah, they do. They need to at least hear it. So that yeah. they can start going, wow, there is an option for where I'm at in life. I had breakfast with Dr. Oz one time. Did I tell you that? Hmm. How'd that go? <laughs> it was actually really intriguing. I'll have to share it with you when we have that conversation because I actually was a lot more impressed in person with him than I was with his shows. So I'll have to have a chat with you about that. Yeah, you can't do it. It's hard to get from TV. <laughs> But anyways, well, you have a wonderful weekend, Idris, and I will. See you later. Okay, see ya. Bye. Okay, you guys, thank you for joining us today. We kind of had a lot of conversations about things, but you guys, really, um, what I want from this for you guys is just for you guys to realize that once you take this step to make your life healthier and better yourself, it's going to be better for not only for you, it's going to be better for your family. It's going to be better for anything that you do in your life. And you'll, you won't be able, you won't miss out on the moments that you really want with the people that you love. So take that step today, live a healthier life, be a healthier you, and you guys have an amazing weekend. See ya.